Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that's the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. My voice just cracked. That's not good. That's my second, you know, puberty. You're growing up. I'm growing down. Mm-hmm. You're I'm, Benjamin Buttoning? Oh, I'm like slowly curling into myself. Oh. That's I was, weird. I was just like building a model earlier and realized how hunched I am. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm slowly turning into a C. <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're circling. Yeah. Just around the model kit. Yeah, so I'm growing into into yeah, myself. Or, there you go. Yeah, down. Yeah. It's like an infinity loop. Just constantly, there's just going to be a wheel. You can get places much faster if you're just a wheel. Just roll around. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, hit me with a stick. Boom. It'll be like old timey. Yeah. You know. stick. Yeah, exactly. It's Quarantine is just like olden times, so... Hoop and stick is the perfect toy for this generation now. Sure. <laughs> I guess. Just reverted back to it. Everybody get a hoop and stick. It's totally fun. Forget your video games. But you can only play with it in your backyard. No, you can like run down the sidewalk with it. Um, and then you use the stick to measure how far away you are from somebody else should you come across them on like your walk. Yeah, everyone has yardsticks. And when you touch the tips, that's three feet or six feet. There so, you go. Yeah, Perfect. Exactly. That's about the length of a regulation hoop and stick stick. <laughs> is a, a yardstick. Is, yeah, it's three feet. Exactly. Yeah. Or a knee high to a grasshopper or whatever it is that old time <laughs> people say. Whatever old timey unit of measurement you would yeah. like to use. Uh, my favorite is knee high to a grasshopper. It's very small, but... I, who knows what any of that means? Yeah. I mean, it's not even like the, the you know, the ones from Europe that they use like stones and how many heads people are tall and whatnot. Yeah. Stone is such a weird measurement because like uh, the stone is a, as a thing. Like, yeah, there's exactly there is an actual stone. Yeah. And yeah. that stone is uh, equivalent to X number of kilograms. It, like, that's such a weird thing to think about, though. Like, imagine if we were just like, yeah, it's a wheel. Like length. Well, what wheel? Oh, that one right there. Yeah. We're the, going to make that the official measurement. The wheel. Yeah, that wheel. It's, yeah. That's how far it is. How many wheel lengths? That one. It's the whatever the wheel that caveman invented. Right. Like the wheel. Yep. It, it dates back all the way to caveman times. <laughs> the wheel. So when people are like, oh yeah, I'm 12 stone. Oh, okay. I feel like it's a really heavy person. I yeah. don't know what a stone is. Like, I mean, I, I don't know the measurement. Are you, look it up. Like, I'm going to look it up. How, how much is a stone? But, like, to just to have to do the math in your head, well, I'm sure they know how much that weighs. Uh, 14 pounds. So how many stones did you say? 12. 12 times. That's, you know, a couple thousand. <laughs> Let's see. 12 times 14. I'm using a calculator because I don't feel like doing math. Oh, it's only 168 pounds. That's not that bad. Oh, yeah. So that's a normal people's weight. Yes. Normal people weight. 12 stone. 12 stone, yeah. I mean, if you're over that, you're still normal, too. If you're under that, you're normal as well. You're normal. Everyone's Everyone normal. Everyone is normal. Everyone is normal. Um, but yeah, no, not... See, now you could just figure out how many stones you are and just start saying that to really confuse people. Be like, oh, how much do you weigh? Oh, I'm 12 and a half stones. I'm 12 stones and two stick and hoop sticks tall. <laughs> That's how tall I am. Yes. <laughs> two and a third sticks. That's I'm seven feet. I play basketball. I'm I'm this tall. Yeah, there you go. So now there are your new measurements, everyone. How I'm, many stone I'm, you I'm are? One Johnny tall. Uh, yeah, that's true. Just start using your your <laughs> my own, own measurement, your own self. <laughs> it might as well. It may catch on. Yeah. Uh, although if people are just slightly bigger, or slightly smaller, they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm you know nine tenths of John." <laughs> 
Johnny and six tenths. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so there you go. Just start start doing that and see how how quickly it takes off. It's not going to. You I don't think know so? Very many people. Hmm. Start with stones then. See if you can get people to start saying yeah. how many stones they are. Be like, yeah, I'm just bringing it back to my roots. Exactly. It's uh, perfectly fine. <laughs> um, but when you're not uh, hooping, sticking down the street, uh, turning yourself into your own wheel, uh, you're probably <laughs> playing video games. So what'd you play this week? Uh, I actually didn't play much. Um, I I bought uh, the Xenoblade game, which is the like collector's edition is fucking massive. Um, and then put it in my Switch and was like, oh, all right, I'll play this after lunch. And then didn't play it at all. Um, but yesterday I went over Joe's and we played the uh, Minecraft Dungeons mm. together. And he had played it like more than since we had last spoke. And he was like, yeah, it's simplistic, but like it's got its own like nuances that make it not just pick up a sword and fight the things in front of you. Um, Were you guys playing split screen? Or... Uh, not split screen, but yeah, on co-op on the same screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like Diablo, so yeah. it's, you know, just over the head. Yeah I, yeah, I meant on the same console. Yeah. As in, you didn't buy it, or you it, there isn't, like, a game share function. No. Um, but we started playing at, like, maybe 10 o'clock, and then I, like, looked over, and I was like, uh, dude, it's it's 2. <laughs> and I was like, should probably go home now. Um, but he was saying, like, it was kind of simplistic when it started, and it was easy, but, like, we were gotten. We had gotten to the the final area, and we were getting like wrecked. So clearly, there is a little bit of grinding that you have to go back and do because, like, you do have levels. Like your character yourself has levels, but I don't think it does anything other than giving you enchantment points to enchant your items that you get. Mm-hmm. And then, like, items that you get are all random. Obviously, um, you can buy them from like your your home shop. Um, and then the randomness that's on them is if they're going to have one, two, or three enchantment trees, and then you can only enchant one enchantment on each of those trees. So your levels of your character only go into the enchantments. They don't go into, like, your attack or anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, maybe they go into your health. I, we didn't, I didn't notice, like, any difference. I kept leveling up, and I was just like, okay, I'm just getting better weapons, and now I can put more enchantments on those. Um but it's it's fun, and we were trying to like gauge how much time he had put into it before we played, and he was like, I don't know, like maybe three or four hours or so, and so, and we had played it for maybe four hours after that. So yeah, so seven eight hour game, give or take, well, depending and, on the level of grinding, obviously. Yeah, and we were having difficulty like two of us fighting the final boss, so I'm sure he would have had incredible more more difficulty yeah. doing it himself. Um, so maybe a 12 hour game 14 hour game does having played it entice you to pick it up yourself or is this just like oh we almost beat it in the four hours i would never play it again kind of thing um well i jumped in about halfway so yeah um like i only played half of it at that point so i mean still but you like played four hours of it and got to the end yeah from halfway yeah. yeah um I I kind of want to buy it, but at the same time, like I'm only wanting to play it with someone else. Yeah. So and again, like we spoke on it before, like the um, party system on the uh, the Switch is so antiquated and hard to figure out that like it would be a little difficult to communicate. No, I mean you would just use some other program. Yeah, honestly. I mean I would just fucking call him on the phone if anything. Yeah. Um. Although that would be a very long phone call. Uh, to be fair, though, if you're going to call him on the phone, the Nintendo app's not that much worse. Assuming, like, I know some games have in-game chat. Like Fortnite, you don't need to use the app on like the Nintendo app 
does dungeons have any kind of built-in? Has he checked it all? I don't all? know. But, like, the, the one thing that irks me about the Switch, and, like, that's also a reason probably why I didn't play it much this week, is there's no, like, Bluetooth on it. Yeah, you so have like, to have if I want headphones. To, like, I always wear headphones, like, 90% of the time when I'm doing anything, um, just because I like to have stuff in my ear rather than projected around the room or house or upper level or whatever Mm -hmm. um so like i was like oh i want to play xeno gears but it was like hot as balls this week so i had like fans going and stuff and wanted to hear it and not have to deafen you or the neighbors um so i was like i just i wish we had bluetooth so i could play this on my tv and also hear it without having to either be tethered to the switch or have like the noise being out it is silly that there isn't at least like an adapter for the dock that lets you like there should be a a usb adapter that you can plug into one of the ports on the dock yeah that then allows for a transmitter because i i I think i understand the reasoning why it's not there in handheld it's because the joy con connect via like a bluetooth kind of thing and, and that's why i think it's not there from the research i did the one time i looked it up to see if it was possible before resigning myself to the fact that it's not possible so oh well yeah. uh, i thought it was something to do with the way the joy con connect and that's why but just have some kind of adapter on the dock that... i mean they've sold adapters that go on the bottom of the system but you can only use it handheld yeah and like i want it obviously not handheld yeah <clears throat> You want to use it like you would, like your PlayStation headset. Right, which is just, I mean, it's even that's more antiquated because it's got a little USB thing on it. Like yeah. The, the, um, but I would Xbox take that one. option on the Switch over just not having the ability to. Yeah. Um, I would take any option. And, like, I have a headset. Like, I bought that Zelda headset when it was accidentally on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I don't have one, but it's like, again, I, I have to be tethered to the Switch and then to my TV mm-hmm. uh, or to the to the dock. Um, but long story short, I don't think I'll probably buy it. Like, I'll I'll probably go over Joe's again and, like, we'll finish it up yeah. in co-op together. And then I'll be like, all right, that was fun. Like, maybe I'll get it when the DLC is more closer to coming out. Yeah, because what replayability is there other than you can play as a different character? Not much. Class? And it's not um, it's not procedurally generated. All of the levels are exactly the same. Yeah. Um, like the same layout every time you go through. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like oh, I can go through and maybe get different stuff to happen. Nope. Like there are different spawns. Like we were realizing we were going through and like uh, a random like higher tier uh, enemy spawn mm-hmm. just appeared out of nowhere, and we're like, oh, this wasn't here last time we went through. So like that's procedurally generated or procedurally spawned yeah um but the level layouts are exactly the same so it's like once you play it you know where you're going you're just gonna go and yeah there's no surprise there for right you. like you're not gonna go and be like oh i wonder if there's a chest down in this area no i no. know because it's at the end and there's nothing here yeah exactly um it tries to make you think it is procedurally generated which i think is funny because like there are like like there will be like carpets that are like only lead to doors and stuff like that they'll lead to nothing Hmm. And you're like, okay, you put that in there for why? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We tricked you. Um, but we had a blast. I mean, we played it for four hours without realizing it was four hours. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be enough for me to purchase it until maybe the, the DLC comes out. Have they already confirmed they're doing DLC? Yeah, there was a, it's 20 bucks for the game and then there's 35 for, for the Hero Edition or 30 for the Hero Edition. <clears throat> and that says it comes with like your pets and a cape. 
and a couple extra skins and then the two DLCs that are coming out. Mm. And it's even on like the main um, world map. There's like a little location. It just says like area coming soon. Oh, okay. So like it's very clearly like it's going to have two yeah. DLCs. I mean, they, they've already said there's two, two DLCs coming out. Um, but there's also the Pokemon DLC coming out. So like that's two weeks away. I'm not going to get something else when I already just bought two games. I barely played yeah one of and didn't play the other one at all mm-hmm. and then i also have fucking uh clubhouse games coming on tuesday yeah i um i played the like <laughs> demo that they have for it which actually is like a full-fledged like you just get four of the games but you can still play multiplayer with everybody like you can play if someone owns the regular game you can play multiplayer with them for those four. Oh, really like what are the four games? uh it's connect four it's president the like card game which was really throwing me for a loop because it's not the same rules that like i play president or assholes some oh okay uh, i was like i don't know what that is i know what asshole is yeah yeah it's more or less the same game um where you're just trying to get rid of your stack as fast as you can but like there were all kinds of crazy rules that like i'd never played like joker is you use the jokers two is the highest card um except for joker which joker can beat a two but then a three can beat a joker uh, there was one, like the way it was awarding, you played like five rounds of it. And so then at the end it has like, it shows you the, you know, who won each of the five and like what places they came in. But then the very last column is the last game and it has like big writing, like first, second, third, fourth. So it makes it seem like you won like the, of the five, like you were the best of the five. And, but it's really just the order of the last game. So there was one where like, I got first in four of the five games and the last one I came in like third or fourth. So it just had me like, it was like gold, 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 fourth. And I was like, wait, that doesn't, I'm confused. Did I do bad? There was also one rule where if you won the game and then didn't come in first, the next game, you automatically came in fourth. I was like, wait, what? Why would, no, that doesn't make any sense. That's bullshit. Uh, Yeah. So I turned that setting off. Um, So it was that it was slot car racing uh, and I forget what the fourth one was. I played all of them, but I honestly don't remember what the fourth one it was. Clearly, was not good. I, it wasn't not good. I just don't remember what it was. But either way, it was cool that they, that demo existed because I was like, oh, do I want to buy the full one? Well, let me play the demo, yeah. see what these games are like, see if you know it would be any fun. But now it's really bugging me that I can't remember what it is because <laughs> there's Connect Four, Slot Car president I, the most i played was president just because i was trying to like come in first a bunch i played a bunch of connect four too i had to set it to the max difficulty setting to even like have a challenge and yeah because it, it's gonna be like i'm gonna put two on top of each other yeah uh and then even at that point like the first the first time i bumped it all the way up to max difficulty we just drew like it was just a draw so i don't eat i was like okay well at least i didn't lose yeah to the hardest difficulty, so let me go ahead and try uh, a little bit more. Were you able to find it? Uh, I found an article, but it didn't say what demos they were, or, or what games they were. It's called the Clubhouse Guest Pass, I believe. Uh, Clubhouse Guest Pass, free companion app. Uh, Dominoes. I didn't play Dominoes. That's why. That's what why I didn't remember what it was. It is. Um, regular dominoes from the sound of it. I, again, I didn't play that one because I was like, I don't really know dominoes. I'm not really trying to like learn a game right now. I just want to yeah. get a feel for the game itself. 
Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably pick it up, you know, especially since it's, it's still, bucks. yeah, and it's still quarantine time. It'll be nice to have like a, you know, a little party game for when people can't get back to, you know, in the same room and hang out for long periods of time in groups. It'll be a good like four player option. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you're getting it so we can play stuff. And I think Joe is probably getting it too. Maybe. I mean, he mentioned being interested when we saw it in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that should be fun when, when that comes when that comes in. You said Tuesday it's coming for you? Cause you got yeah, it Amazon. technically came out on Friday, I think. Yeah, because that's when I downloaded the demo was Friday. Was yeah, like and Amazon says it'll be Tuesday. Nice. Because they put priorities on other things to ship, which is mm-hmm. fine. I don't care. Totally normal. Did you play anything else? Uh, No, just that. So you've been playing... More Call of Duty though. Yeah, I play Wars. Yeah, play Wars on the usual every day. Yeah, play at lunchtime. Uh, there's duos came out this week, so I played a few of those. Those are fun. I like that more than like trios and quads are fun, but it's more chaotic and there's way more like you know stuff you have to contend with to make sure everyone's like going in the same area and it's just extra voices and stuff. Duos I kind of like because it's just you and one other person going like, okay, what do we want to do? What do we want to do? It's also easier to, like, know when you have another team on your hands. Whereas, like, if you, like, encounter one person, you're like, there could be three more of them. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, You either know it's two-on-one or it's two-on-two. Right. Can I take off, can I take on one guy or can I take on two? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, So I like duos. Although, at one point we were playing duos and we did a couple of games of duos in a row. And then I wasn't the party leader. We accidentally did a quads and got dropped in with two people who did not speak English. So we're just kind of like, um, what do you guys like? Do you understand us? No? Okay. All right. And we just kept like trying to ping stuff and they just weren't going to where we wanted to <laughs> ping, but they weren't pinging anything either. Right. So it was kind of like, um, do you guys want to work together or n- no? Uh, and then at one point we started to seem like we were gonna come together and collaborate and like go to the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I like glitched out. It just started lagging and I got kicked out of the game. Oh. So I just texted my friend. I was like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you might be on your own now. I honestly don't know. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm I guess I'm done for the afternoon. Uh, cause I just, I just lagged out. So I played one round with like a bunch of randoms the other day. Um, and it was, like, a guy who didn't speak English very well, but, like, he wasn't calling out things. He was just saying, like, there's a guy there. Hey, over there. Over there. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh, I think we were, we were playing Plunder, and, um, like, I was going up the stairs, and he had died. And he's like, yeah, there's a guy there. There's a guy there. there and, like, I... But you don't know who he's watching. Right. Like... And I'm like, I don't, I don't know where you are. Like, can you be more descriptive? And yeah. he's like, he's like, he's right there. He's right there. I... He's right there. I, I can't. I'm like, dude, explain yourself. Like, yeah. your your callouts are not very good. Yeah, he's right there. Where are you looking at me? Are you watching somebody else? Yeah. Is he at the top of the building? Is he on the ladder? Is he in a window? Well, and to make the matters more confusing, he was like in a separate like building than I was. Yeah. And he died. And he's like, "There's lots of money on my body." Oh, okay. Well, please be more descriptive you on where your, your body is. Ping like, your body. And so, like, I fi- I fi- went and found like the building he was in at least. And he's like, there's a guy in there. And then, like, I died. And he's yeah. like, I told you. He's right there. And I was like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm like, yeah. I can't deal with you just screaming at me saying there and there and not picking anything or, you know, giving me more lo- locations. That's why I don't play with other people that I don't know. Like, well, like, that's why I'm glad Solos exists. Well, like, I understand, like, he didn't speak English that well. But, like, 
ping things like yeah that's the thing you can still ping stuff even when you're dead so you can go like my body's in here there's a ton of money but there's also a guy he was just saying here there here there yeah Um, there's also numbers at the top of the screen like give me a direction yeah and you can even say nw or e or you know yeah any of that stuff um yeah it's it's frustrating because it's like yeah he wants to help and that's nice but it, it it also is more distracting for you because you're like it's not actually helpful. Well, and he was getting like super mad too. He's like, "Why is no one listening?" I was like, "Cause you're not saying anything." Yeah. Um, I'll have that happen sometimes with when I'm in the gulag. If like the, another person that I'm in my party is also in the gulag, they're like, "All right, I'll try to call them out," and they're like, "They're on the left." I'm like, "But where are you?" Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's a circle up there, dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, but where where are you though in relation? Is it my left or your left? Is yeah, it stage just left, say other side, or front or back? Yeah. Um, but it's like it's it's one on one. I usually have a, a set strategy in the gulag, and it's crouch behind a wall and then just wait. And it does pretty well for me because somebody's going to get bored and go for the center and then you kill them before they get there. My thing is wait until you get deployables, throw it in one direction and then go the other side. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people will do that. Yeah. I, though I do hate when I just sit and people throw rocks at me. It's like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> just leave, <laughs> leave me alone. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Warzone still. And then I got my uh, free month's worth of... Uh, Stadia games. Oh, yeah. So I, I downloaded or added them all to my, you know, library or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played a little bit of Battle for the Grid, which it's been a while since I played that game because when I played it first when it came out, like I played it for, you know, a week or whatever. Yeah. It's a fighting game, so there's not, I don't really play it a ton. Uh, but there wasn't a story mode either when it first came out, I don't believe. No. Or at the very least, I didn't play it. No, um, I wasn't. So there's a story mode now, which is good. So I went and like played the first couple chapters of that. And it's all about like Lord Draken and it's got uh, Jason David Frank doing the voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person who does Rita sounds mm-hmm. pretty good. If it's not the same person, then it's like a very good, you know, facsimile right. of the Rita voice, which was nice. Uh, it's all still like comic book cinematic, um, like motion comic type Yeah, uh, I think cut I remember scenes. watching Joe play it. Uh, which is cool. Like, obviously, I'm not expecting like a full fledged like CGI right. anything, given the like, I guess, budgetary nature of the game. Even though it's not, you know, it's not like a mobile game, but it's not far from that. It's still a budget game. It's not, yeah, it's an indie game rather. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a twenty dollar game ultimately. So, like, what do you really expect in terms of cutscenes? So, I like that aspect of it, especially since it's based on a comic book, you know, storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Again, there's still not very many characters in it, and I don't see myself playing the game enough to buy the extra DLC, especially since, like, it's on sale on Switch right now, all the DLC. I was like, oh, maybe, because it comes with, like, White Ranger and some extra, like, cooler skins that I would definitely use. Yeah. But I feel like I'm going to be playing this game more often than not now on Stadia, and me buying the DLC on one doesn't carry over, even though, like save progressions and like if i unlock a banner in one it carries over to the other but not like dlc purchases so i don't really still weird no not really i mean if you buy like the season pass for call of duty on xbox you're not getting it on ps4 even if you can like take your save like your you know banners and weapon skins and stuff carry over like unlockables in the game carry over i think the season pass would because it's really just a progression line, right? 
Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but I'm saying like if you bought like a DLC pack. Oh no! Well, in older Call like of Duties, this yeah, the like the season pass now is just a progression thing. Like, yeah, you just pay for the ability to get things later on. Yeah, um, but this. You know, like if I bought the characters on sale on Switch, I wouldn't get them on Stadia. Yeah. So I'm not really too like amped to do that, even though there are some core characters in there that I would want. But, I mean, you have it for free, though. Like technically, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, but they're full price. Like, it, I'd pay thirty dollars for six characters. Oh, whereas it would be cheaper on the Switch. Where it'd be like fifteen or sixteen because it was like forty percent off yeah. the character packs. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Like, they're still on sale, so I still have the time to determine if I want them. Right. And then I didn't play Moving Out or Packing Up or Hey, Get All My Boxes in the U-Haul, whatever that game is called. Uh, moving Out, yeah. Um, or Get Packed, something maybe. There's a couple items. Pa- yeah, it was like a pun. Yeah. Um, so I didn't play any of that. I did play the first level of uh, Panzer Dragoon remake. Yeah. Which was weird because the opening cutscene or whatever felt like it was 45 minutes long. Where it's just like the running and then the dragon comes. It just, it kept going. And then, so I watched the whole thing. So I was like, all right, well, I want to kind of know the story and follow along. I've never played this game before. Mm-hmm. And then it, it then brings you to the menu screen where you're like, okay, start game. And then the cutscene starts all over again. I was just like, no, 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 skip. <laughs> skipping. <laughs> skipping this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having it. I think I played like one or two chapters of that. It's fine. It's not really what I was expecting. Where yeah. I I don't know why I thought because it's a remake that it'd feel more modern than it does. Because uh, it is still just like a rail shooter. Yeah. Which for some reason I thought I'd have more. Like I would always be moving in the same direction. But I thought I would have more control over like the flight. And I don't. No. You're just really controlling the reticle. Which is is weird to me because like I, I i had to keep switching back and forth between inverted controls because i couldn't reconcile like the fact that i'm not really moving the dragon yeah you're just moving the i'm moving the reticle yep. even <laughs> though it feels like i should be doing like both but i'm not so it was a little weird to get used to i don't know that i'll keep playing it it's not engaging enough see that's what i was saying before like i don't understand why there's a huge following for it i'm like it's just a real shooter yeah, but I mean, you know, nostalgia is a powerful drug. So anybody that played it growing up or that got them into games or, you know, that was their favorite game on Saturn or whatever. Like, I could see wanting to play it again. I don't know. I, I think it was a one of those things where it's a, it was a rarer game. So it was in people's minds and, like, just because they were like, oh, I know it's a harder to find game mm. doesn't necessarily make it good. Well, but I mean, it also spawned several sequels and like it wasn't just a one-off in a franchise it started the franchise yeah so i can i mean i can understand it to a certain extent but playing it now having no connection to it whatsoever i'm just kind of like eh. it's not really like the controls aren't really that tight it's not like thrilling no, where i just a real <laughs> but like but i've played rail shooters where like there's constantly shit flying at you yeah. like i've i've played time crisis over and over and over again where there's constantly stuff going on and it's fast paced and it's like oh man turn real quick oh shoot that guy shoot that guy like i've played rail things that are engaging like there was um like until dawn rush of blood the vr game is a rail shooter and that's like ah there's constantly stuff like flying in your yeah. face and jumping out at you and granted that's a horror game but 
this was just like a leisurely sky cruise that every once in a while there was some, Shoot like, some stuff. giant pollen flying at me and yeah. then a boat in the air that you just like shot and took no damage from. <laughs> so like I maybe I just have it on like maybe normal is too easy, uh, but or I'm sure it just gets more. Yeah. More that, involved as it goes on. That would be my assumption. Um, but as of right now, it's not like, oh man, I, I can't wait to jump back in because it's like exciting. Enthralling. Yeah. Because like even the games like, you know, like top down shooters and granted they're a little different, but like those are rail shooter like 1942 is more obviously like a bullet hell type. Shoot up versus yeah. rail shooter. Uh, I guess I was hoping for more of a shoot em up in like a third person perspective rather than a. Just a like a really boring yeah rail shooter because that, that's ultimately what it is. is it's boring. Well, that's what I was trying to say before. I was like, it's not very involved, and it's not really a shoot 'em up, and it's not really a rail shooter. It's a weird combination of both, and it doesn't really do them very well either way. Yeah, it's all just kind of like eh. So I don't know. It was free. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Um, but I didn't play like super hot or any of those. They're all in my library now, but I didn't like get such, to actually playing any of them this week. Um, but yeah, that was pretty, I didn't get to play any more last of us this week. It was just kind of like much shorter blocks of time to play things. So it was, you know, uh, a couple rounds of duty here, a couple rounds of duty there, the, you know, the stuff on stadia, just like little quick hits rather than like being able to sit down and, and plug away at that. So hopefully get more time to do that this week, get caught up to try to finish that before the, the game comes out in a couple of weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, that'll do it then for what we've been playing. So we'll jump right into the lightning round. Not lightning round for this week. Uh, we're going to talk about, a obviously, a sensitive topic currently uh, in the state of things. Obviously, we don't try to get very political on the show. It's not what we're here to do. But um, obviously, you know, the way of the world worked its way into games this week. So we figured, you know, we absolutely should cover it. Um, obviously, there was protests the world over, uh, given... You know, what happened on Memorial Day in Minnesota with the death of George Floyd. And obviously there's been, you know, Black Lives Matter protests and um, all sorts of things across the world um, for that injustice. And so that kind of worked its way into games this week um, with a whole host of things that took place. So we'll kind of run through all of them. Um, Obviously, you know, brands are always kind of chomping at the bit to support things like this, which is good. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels a little disingenuous to me when yeah. it's like, okay, but where were you last week? And granted, you know, the, the it's one of those things where it's like, you know, support and everything, like the best day to start supporting a cause was yesterday. And like the second best day is today is one of like, you know, the sentiment right? where it's like, okay, yeah, you, you, you didn't put this out as a message, you know, the last Before. time this happened, but it's good that you're doing it now. If you're so, genuine carry it through. Um, So I think one of the first real things that happened was Sony uh, postponed their showcase for last week that we had talked about last week on the show. Um, So there was no PS5 game showcase this week. That was, I think, one of the very first things to kind of come out of this. If not the first one, yeah. Was Monday. They were just like, yeah, it's it's not the right time. Like, we want to provide you all sorts of stuff. We want to you know, take your mind off of things, but ultimately we don't feel it's our place to put out anything that isn't constructive to what's going on. Well, I think they're like the, not the exact wording, but verbatim, like close to it was the, like our voice isn't the one that shouldn't be heard right now. Correct. And I was like, okay, that's 
yeah. sound. Because when we were talking about it on the day that it happened, we were both kind of like, yeah, you know, we were excited to hear things. And it's it's always nice to kind of break up the, you know, the constantly hearing about what's going on. But again, like we need to be listening to what is going on. We can't just drown it out and ignore it. So it, it's like a weird space of like, yeah, I was really excited for it. And I'm sad that it's not happening. But I also totally get why it's not happening because we don't need to be having that discussion right now because we're talking about more important things yeah i mean yes and no yeah um so that was the there's no new day for it um they just they said we'll share more information later but we want to let kind of the news cycle be dictated by you know everything else and not us talking about games because it's trivial given the you know the larger scope of what's going on yeah well and given how fast they announced that it was going to come out anyway they could just be like yeah, it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need a lead up for this. You can just say, whenever you feel like the time is right, you say, hey, coming tomorrow, five yeah. o'clock. Because nobody needs to be anywhere. It's not like a conference. It's not a, a gathering of any sort. It's just an online video release, uh, which I assume the video is already yeah, done. Yeah, I'm sure it's done already. I don't think there was like a live <laughs> Zoom component to it or anything like that, where they're like, oh, we're here live with the developer of whatever. So, yeah, you can put that out whenever. So as soon as we hear more about it, obviously, we will um, be talking about that. Um, Some other companies that were doing things this week. um, Infinity Ward put up a splash page both on when you first boot up Warzone. I assume regular Call of Duty proper, if that's what you launch from. It all Um, launches from the same thing now. Okay. Uh, you've got just a like a you know message saying that they support Black Lives Matter and that obviously you know everyone is created equal and the George Floyd stuff is an atrocity. Um, so they have that. Um, Apex Legends also has that. Uh, you know a bunch of other you know companies put that up. Uh, NBA 2K did something unique where they have that. I forget what the mode is called, but it's basically like their community center within 2k where you can go and that's where you shop for your character and and do all these different things. And you can go into like one-on-ones and it's basically their online hub world. Um, They stage a protest within the game uh, and we're providing free in-game clothing items for your avatar. Um, There was three shirts. One said, I can't breathe. One said black lives matter. And one said, say their names in reference to, uh, obviously, all of the um, you know African Americans killed by police mm-hmm. every time this comes up. I feel like they did something similar in like 2016 uh, in previous iterations of the game. Obviously, when NBA players themselves were wearing the shirts that said "I can't breathe" uh, for Eric Garner. You know, I forget what year. I think 2016. 2016 so um, this isn't the first time NBA has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, with the NBA being predominantly African American, it, it obviously, you know, strikes a certain tone. Um, and obviously, those players wore those shirts in warm-ups and practice, and, and many of them spoke vocally about the situation. So it, it made sense that that would transition itself into the game. Um, and so you can see pictures online uh, of everything. And obviously, it's a lot of it, it looks a little weird because it's all of the like characters and avatars but all of the people still have their like nameplate underneath so it kind of looks like a jumbled mess because there's just stuff everywhere um, but ultimately it was a a cool unique thing that they were able to do um i have the infinity award thing right here it says our community is hurting uh, the systematic inequalities our community experiences are once again center stage 
Call of Duty and Infinity War stand for equality and inclusion. Uh, we stand against the racism and injustice of the black community, uh, or that the black community endures until change happens and Black Lives Matter. We will never truly be the community we strive to be. Um, they also came out because... Uh, people have been kind of on them to police some of the usernames that are available as like Activision names within Call oh, of Duty. Yeah, terrible. Um, you can just go and because you can search for them like on the act on the you know Warzone page or whatever, and it's just like the worst, terrible like iterations of every slur with various spellings or like you know the I is a one and oh that and like but somehow that gets past whatever sensors they have. Because I assume there's an algorithm that censors out that kind of stuff. Um, so they did also vow to do better in policing their own community uh, to take down things of that nature, which are good and absolutely needed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've all been in a multiplayer online environment and people are horrible. <laughs> we'll say the worst things and do the worst things. And obviously, names there are no different. And how many clan names have you seen COVID being like? I mean, I don't think I've seen that, but again, you know, it, does, it wouldn't surprise me one way or the other. Oh, like every time I'm in a, ma- a match, someone's clan name is COVID. I mean, hmm. Come on, people. Yeah, not uh, not great. Um, so some other things <laughs> that happen. Um, Call of Duty also delayed the start of their next season, mm-hmm. which I think we've talked about. I don't know if on the show or just in general that um, people were finding like a nuke within the like war zone map. Um, which you had said most oh, likely yeah. is probably how they're going to change the map or update or do something for the next season. And so it, if that's the case, it does make sense that they would postpone a mass extinction event in their game, given what's going on in the world. It's not the time or place to launch something like that. Yeah, the Bunker 11 has a like countdown from 10 to 2, and then um, like you can unfog some glass and there's like nukes sitting behind a, mm-hmm. a a window and that's what people think is like maybe that's going to be the, what leads us into the next season yeah if not furthering the next season's you know quote-unquote story yeah i mean ultimately i feel like the nuke probably i mean it's a ways off i my thought would have been that's what you do when you rework the map to make it look like black ops cold war whenever that launches in november Mm-hmm. Assuming that's the release date of it, which is usually when those come out. Um, so maybe like next month furthers the story and then the end of that one. Because what are they, two and a half, three months per season? I think they're two months, yeah. So if you start it now, that gets you to what, August, September? So you'd have to have at least two more seasons before you could like nuke the map to make it the next right. game. But again, they could do whatever they want and come up with some new thing but if so that if if that is the next step for it it does make sense that they would postpone that um fortnite also postponed their next season uh chapter two season three was supposed to start um and they postponed that as well just to again make it so that way that their news isn't important um other news is so they're taking a step back there which which does make sense. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 also taking the same route as Sony, um, where they have their Night City Wire like videos that they put up that give you more information about the cyberpunk world and information about the game. The next one was supposed to be June the 11th, so this week. Uh, they've now delayed that to the 25th. 
And then uh, Rockstar took down GTA Online and Red Dead Online for two hours the other night, mm-hmm. um, just in kind of like a solidarity stance of this isn't our thing isn't important. You know, Black Lives Matter and this movement and these protests and the situation is way more important than what we've got going on. Two hours is a little, you know, it's it's, it's nice that there was something, but it's yeah, it's not like it was a whole day. It's not like it coincided with, hey, there's like a mass. And granted, the protests have been going on everywhere every day, but it's not like it was some coordinated like, hey, Saturday. Everybody go out. This this is the official protest. Every city, let's get everybody out there. And therefore, we'll take down the game so you can just go out. You're not missing anything. Go out, do you know, do your civic duty or whatever. Um, but still a message that they wanted to, to send regardless. Um, IGN postponed their summer of gaming. In addition to that, um, their, I think, I don't know if it's their parent company or a partner company in the, like, IGN conglomerate, um, Humble, uh, so Humble Bundle, they announced a million dollar fund for black game developers as part of this. Uh, again, you know, lots of places are donating money and I think like Disney donated $5 million and, you know, there's all kinds of donations mm-hmm. to like legal defense funds and scholarship funds. Um, this one sets up for, um, Games uh, made by black game developers to help, you know, give them a leg up in getting their voices out, getting their games recognized and noticed, um, which is certainly a good thing. So stuff all over the place. Uh, Some other things. EA said they're going to take a stronger stance against racist usernames, which I don't know why you need this kind of catalyst to get rid of some of the names that pop up in some of these online games. Uh, Granted, there's millions and millions of players in each of these games and on these services, but it's not impossible to police those kinds of things. Like there should be better algorithms and formats to figure out and find these racist names and terrible usernames that exist. Yeah. Um, so they said the, uh, surprisingly one of the, the biggest issues for, uh, for EA is the NHL games. I guess the names in there are, particularly terrible um given that it's a predominantly white sport yeah it's probably even more racist um yeah which makes it which makes it even worse Uh, but i guess the nhl 20 community has been trying to say like guys you need to do better Uh, and so they're using this now as a platform to say that we will we will be doing better so i mean that's that's all good stuff too again none of this makes anything necessarily better or you can believe or not believe the sincerity of these companies and hopefully these thoughts and messages and donations and all these different things that they've committed to doing in the short term carry through to the long term um, to see actual change made Um, but it was still nice to see the you know the solidarity from that from the game community which can be very very toxic and racist and you know just kind of the worst place to be mm-hmm. but also the best place to be so you know it's good to hear the the good voices kind of being louder than the bad ones right now in the gaming space yeah. so um you know didn't necessarily mean to start off on kind of a downer but it, it's important 
And like we didn't mention it last week in the heat of everything, just because we try to keep a lighter tone. Um, and obviously with it kind of permeating into gaming this week, uh, we wanted to address it. So uh, we'll move on to something else. Lightning round. We got a, I think quite a surprising uh, remake announcement this week. We had talked, I think a couple of weeks ago about how the former THQ Nordic was had all these games in development and everything's coming out and was it 197 yeah. some crazy number 69 of them haven't been even announced 12 stones of announcements <laughs> coming um and one of them leaked this week and then was quickly confirmed uh we're getting king kingdoms of amalore again kingdoms of amalore the re-reckoning the re-reckoning uh i i believe we talked about this at some point where Somebody wanted to get this game back out there, but there was issues with the publishing rights because I believe EA published it initially, even though it was like a 38 Studios game. Um, and so there was publishing snafus where THQ Nordic owned the rights to the game, but they didn't own the publishing. And so that had to be worked out where they could make a sequel, but they couldn't necessarily do a re-release. Uh, but it seems like all of that got cleared up. Um, so it's coming back out for PS4, Xbox, PC. I like I've heard nothing but fantastic things about this yeah. game. I always wanted to play it. I technically own it on my PS3. I think it was a PlayStation Plus game at some I think point. It was also a Games of the Cold at one point. Um, did you ever play it? But yeah, that game's great. I mean, it's it's your most standard generic action RPG game. Yeah, but it's super fun. Like it doesn't reinvent anything, but it just does those things well. Yeah. Um, like my only main complaint with it was there was almost too much to do. Where it's like gives you like missions upon missions when you haven't even completed the ones or like quests upon quests when yeah. you haven't even completed the ones that you've already got on your like list. Does that is that for main quests specifically, or is it like piling side quests? No, after it's side like side quests. quests and stuff. So like you'll have your main quest obviously, and that'll have just your one general thing to do. But then I'll be like, oh, and there's a bunch of bats over in this area. Go clear this out. But while you're there, like why don't you pick some like wheat? So you can deliver it to the, you know, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a cave on the way that might have something cool in it. To, so go get those. And I'm just like, I, I kind of get ADD when I have too many quests open. Yeah. Like Diablo kind of does that sometimes too. Really? Like which which identifier on my map do I want to start with? Right. Uh, Borderlands was a big one that did that too. It, mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't as much, but like you go to the bounty board and like you'd be like, okay, I have six missions I can get. Some of them are kind of on the way, so I'll try and do those. But at the same time, like, if you come across an item that was a collectible for one of the missions, I'd be like, oh, well, they're clearly in this area, so I'm going to, you know, Might as well. divert what I'm doing now yeah. to get those. And then by the time you're going on to the thing you're going to do, you're like, oh, yeah, where, what, what, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> like, yeah, you have to pull up the start menu. What's my goal? Yeah. And to like, look at the then list. you're going back to t- turn in those missions, and then another three pop up, and you're like, no, I just. I want to go and do my one thing, mm-hmm. but giving people choices is not a thing that should be looked down upon. <laughs> no, no, because some people are, you know, I need to do 50 million things. I don't care what order I'm having fun in the world. Yeah. I just want to do stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like depending on your type of gaming that you like to do, that will be impacted and could hinder your fun. If it's just like, I never knew what to do. I never knew what was important because I had 65 missions on my list at all times. Yeah. 
and I think this one is the main one, but also like this one about getting wheat could be the main one because <laughs> it could lead to something cooler. Yeah, yeah. the guy I delivered the wheat to could then tell me about the secret amulet or whatever way up in the mountains. That's, yeah, and that was that's my the thing. story progression. It was like, oh well, if I do the side mission, it could give me a cool weapon which I could use in the main like yeah story, or I could just continue the main story because maybe if I go along the side mission story, and I'm going to get to an area I've never been to, and I'm under leveled and yeah, like. It wasn't enough clear direction where to go, but it was still, it's generic. Mm. It's just kind of high fantasy, like, action RPG game, but it's fun. And I mean, the pedigree behind it was always impressive with, you know, McFarlane doing all the character design and Ari Salvatore writing Mm -hmm. the game. Uh, Obviously, Kurt Schilling, the famous game designer that everyone knows knows and loves, was behind the studio. Yeah. that originally created it. But I'm happy that this is getting a second life, given that everything about the game got overshadowed by the like legal stuff behind yeah. the scenes and the, you know, tax evasion and mm-hmm. tax credits and all these different things. But I mean, this was something that when it was created, was created with this big sprawling universe in mind. Yeah. They had this game, they had an MMO. That was also going to be set in the same universe. I know that we've talked about potential sequels for this game. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a ton of lore. There's, you know, a fan following. And hopefully now, out of the shadow of all of the, you know, Rhode Island tax credits and Kurt Schilling and all these other things, you can, everyone can focus on what was the good game and, you know, hopefully give people more of that universe for those that enjoyed it even though it was fewer than probably otherwise would have played it given the circumstances. I always tried to recommend it like when I could. Yeah. If people were looking for action RPGs and be like, no, really, really just, just trust me, like play this. It may be cheap, but it's because no one played it. Like, well, and I think right when the game came out was when the studio shuttered. It was if like I recall. weeks after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people didn't play it. Cause they're like, why would I get invested in this thing? Like the studio just shut down. Clearly it didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, but that was obviously for a whole host of other things. Because I also tried to recommend it for people looking for RPGs. Be like, hey, I haven't played it, but everything I hear says it's fantastic. And it's 20 bucks right now. So, like, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll end up picking this up. I mean, I clearly owned the regular game for years and years and years and never turned on the PS3 to go play it. So, I probably won't, but... If um, it ever gets a Switch port, I'll probably buy it on the Switch. Honestly, that's probably how I would too, because I feel like some an RPG like that would be good for just like sitting on the couch with something on TV behind me, right? And, and it just is like getting like a lost. good time waster. Yeah, like again with all the grindy quests and stuff, just be like, all right, I don't need to pay attention to the fact that I'm collecting wheat. Like I'm just gonna go and collect wheat and yeah. maybe kill some goblins along the way. Well, and like that's how I predominantly played Breath of the Wild too, was in handheld mode. Mostly just because it was like a new novelty to have this super, you know, high powered <laughs> handheld that right. all of a sudden when I had been used to, granted it's good system in the Vita was not the switch level of, you know, game play mm. or, you know, like game quality. So I played a lot of that handheld. Um, but yeah, I think if there was a switch port eventually, um, it wouldn't take very much. It would probably just look more in line with the 360 PS3 version of the game. But yeah. still, like, I don't even think that looked bad for, what, 2011 or whenever that game I mean, came it out. Was, it, just like everything else, it was fairly generic and yeah. along the lines of a mid-tier game, which is fine. Yeah. So if you're clamoring for the 
you know, aesthetic and gameplay ability of 2011, 2012. It's back. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, should, I have nothing but good stuff to say about that game. Should be a good time. Uh, was there a release date? I believe August? I honestly don't know. I, I saw that, like, it got leaked from the Windows store. And that's how the um, leak came out. And then, obviously, they were like, eh, yeah, everything you heard is true. Uh, August the 18th. Okay. So, um, yeah, that has since been confirmed. So, pretty sweet. And it's going to come with all the DLC and everything, too. So, it'll be, like, the most complete version of that game. Uh, yeah, so right now it's uh, $40, which is not too bad. That's fine. Uh, and then there is a collector's edition, or a special edition, um, for 110 What does that come with? Uh, includes an Alan Shear statue, an MLR keychain, uh, the hugely popular OST, and five MLR artworks in addition to the game. Oh, that's cool. I was hoping there would be some sort of art stuff. Yeah, so Given art book. Todd McFarlane. Soundtrack, hugely popular soundtrack. Uh, giant statue of a character with some daggers, keychains. So it's not an art book, it's just like five postcards. That's fine. Uh, Sometimes those are nicer because then you can actually display them, whereas like an art book is a book. Yeah. So, I mean, you could throw it on a, a tiny miniature coffee table, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, just be like, oh, cool, flip through this once or twice where an art, you know, posters or postcards, like. Yeah, you just go get, you know, tiny, cheapo frame. Yeah, dollar store frames and yeah, put exactly. them on display. Yeah, so it looks like the soundtrack's on a CD, <laughs> so find a CD player or a computer with a disk drive that you can rip it to. <laughs> or a, a portable disk drive. Disk man. What I have. No, like a disk drive for your computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, That plugs in like USB or whatever. Yeah, because I still buy CDs because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm also antiquated. Yeah, there you go. You're also from 2011. <laughs> at, at one point I was, yes. Yes. <laughs> You're one John's year old, so... I am, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which is the number of however old you are. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, August the 18th for that. Lightning round. Uh, there was a job posting this week that hints at a new game in a popular franchise, even though we're already getting a new game in a popular franchise, but this isn't that. This it, is a this newer, is, this is a newer one. new thing. Uh, yep. So a posting on uh, the Microsoft Careers board went up for a senior uh, producer for 343 Studios, um, or Industries, rather, looking for a senior producer to work on uh, the a new project in the Halo universe. So this is clearly a new game and not a... Uh, Halo Infinite is the other one that's already being developed, obviously. But they wouldn't be hiring a producer for a game that's already... Close, well, you, close to being done. You could you could do that, but I feel like we would have heard about the previous senior producer leaving. Yeah, and then they're opening it up for a new one, or you would just promote someone from within who had already. That happen, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> so we would have heard about this. Yeah, um, and the implication in that reading is that this is new, which well, and it even says like new. Yeah, three, four, three. Excuse me, 3483 Industries is looking for a uh, senior producer to work with our core services team to help develop a new project in the Halo universe. So, um, yeah, so Infinite's not a new project. We already know about that one. Yeah, this is a brand new project. So what do you think this is? Do you think this is some kind of Halo mobile? Do you think this is Halo HoloLens? Do you think this is Halo VR on... Windows, like what do you, what do you think this is? I mean, I obviously joke that anytime something has a new 
game in a franchise that's going to be a mobile game? Well, it happens more. Well, it happens more often than you would think. In that we don't usually see the necessary the leaks for like Halo Seven or right. Halo Infinite Two. That seems like a weird way to find out that that's you know in the process of being developed. But like we joked about, like oh, there's a new skate game coming out, and everyone's like, oh sweet, uh, clamoring for a new skate, and they're like, yeah, it's a fucking mobile game. Um, so they could make a mobile game and like, depending on the game, it would do decent. Um, they had that Halo, um, Spartan Warrior game, I think is what it was called. Spartan something or another, Spartan Assault. Um, that was like a top down twin stick shooter. Um, and that game was good, but like it was only on Windows phones, which nobody had. And then they're like, oh, we're also going to put it on Windows tablets, which more people have now. Yeah. Um, It has since come out on the, on the Xbox, but. Um, if they make something that is conducive to the mobile platform, that's fine. I mean, um, you could do a, like, you could do a Halo Wars style, like RTS or tower defense or something like that, that I think people would probably be on board or okay with. Yeah. This honestly could also be a Halo Wars three. I know that they didn't. Four? four? There was three already? I think there is. I thought there was just two. Maybe there's only two. But three four three didn't even do those, right? That no. was somebody else. Um, uh, I mean, I granted, think, this, I think it was just Microsoft Studios did those. Yeah, this could obviously be brought under you know their development if they wanted to. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I would think that if this was a mobile game, however, um, it would have said so in the job description because like mm. developing things for mobile is clearly a different process than AAA. But it does actually say stuff about like AAA entertainment and being able to have uh, uh, you have to have one plus AAA title in your production or a relative role and manage multiple features and teams through two plus production life cycles. So they are clearly wanting people who have worked on console games or at least PC games, not a mobile game. Okay. Um, So it's not surprising. I mean, Halo is going to continue making games, or you know, three four three is going to continue making Halo games until. Mm -hmm. They inevitably drive it into the ground. Is there another um, genre of game that you'd like to see Halo move into? Like, we've already obviously have the first-person shooter. We have the RTSs. Is there something else that you would like to see Halo kind of tackle? Like, do you want to see a cover-based, you know, Halo that takes place, like, gritty or like a more gear-style Halo game? Not really. Um, I I was thinking, they came out with a... uh, Gears Tactics recently, or Microsoft did, mm-hmm. um, which apparently is a, a comparable, like, decent game. Not really what people play for Gears, unless you love the Gears lore, um, which is fairly minimal and not that great anyway. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, a lot of people love the Halo lore. So. Right, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think a tactical RPG, like, turn-based Halo game would do incredibly well. And that could be a mobile thing. I don't think this... It is going to be a mobile game that they're talking about hiring people for. Um, but if they do make a tactics RPG Halo game, I think that'll sell gangbusters. Do you think this is Halo Halo Pop, the game? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> like Gears Pop? No, because uh, that was a mobile game. Yeah, oh, yeah, true. Um, but if they made a tactics RPG, I don't think it would sell, like, Halo numbers, but the people who like the lore, which is a lot. I mean, there's, a like, yeah. 30 novels and, like, six or seven comic book series like there's a lot of lore out there and a lot of like uh like good authors like greg bear is a very very famous sci-fi author did a bunch of halo novels so like 
When I think when 343 took over too, they stressed that they cared about the lore and that they read the books and you know, yeah. granted they say what you will about what 4, 5 and 6, which are the those are the 343 ones, mm-hmm. is 4, 5 and 6. Yeah. You know, which and obviously people sure. have like in various levels, but they seem to be more adhering to the lore, which is a positive. Well, 4, 5 and whatever not infinite oh yeah inf- infinite yeah yeah because it's not six it's, it's not six it's, it's infinite they very much said it's not the continuation uh i guess i mean obviously the most popular current genre which could conceivably have one is do you think that this could be a halo battle royale of some I kind want that. because infinite doesn't have one as we know the be only br is the battle rifle yeah as they've said but is this now Hey, we're going to make one. It's separate from this. It'll, it'll either be, you know, a standalone game that you buy, or it'll be Warzone style, where this, like, the Halo Battle Royale is where you launch Infinite and launch Infinite 2, or launch Halo Wars 3, or whatever Halo games they want to put on there. Do you see that as being a possibility? Uh, I hope not. I don't think that 343 Industries is thinking about that kind of thing. I think if they were going to make one, or if, if there was going to be one made, which I don't think there will be, it, it'll be a different developer. Hmm. Like I probably would have heard it by now already. Yeah, I think by the time Halo 6 comes out, I mean, this could be Halo 6, but I think putting a job posting online for something that big is not uh, a, a good idea, or would would be possible. I mean, if they're looking for a senior producer on a game that, and their minimal requirement is that you've worked on one game before. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be something that's not a, a spinoff of some kind. It's going to yeah, it's going to be a spinoff. It's not going to be a mainline game. So I don't think it's going to be a battle royale because I think that would also have to be some sort of requirement on there as well. And I don't think three four three would be doing it. I think it would be some other company doing it because three four three is going to want to maintain the Halo multiplayer itself and not have to deal with the different. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's two very different, um, like, development cycles and uh, production cycles. Like, obviously, the multiplayer is going to have its own thing um, with updates and all that than a battle royale game. So, um, I think it would be someone else. So, my guess is a spin-off, different genre, not shooter. Does the posting specifically mention Halo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it straight up says then like a new game oh, in, the, yeah, in, the in the Halo, Halo franchise. franchise. Yeah, because yeah. for a second I was like, I wonder if are they doing a non-Halo game? Like, but no, you're right. It does say that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll uh, we'll see if and when we find out more about this. This honestly could just be a thing where we're reading too much into it, and somebody did step away from Infinite, and they need someone to come in and see it through but to the end. Be- close to be i mean senior producer like the yeah game, it's the supposed game's to be damn a, near done yeah it's got to be a launch game for the series x which is the holiday so yeah um it's unlikely that it's that but again it could i guess it technically could be still uh, but i feel like we would have heard more about that if that was the case yeah uh all right the lightning round um speaking of games in franchises we there was an ama i believe last weekend which we didn't see uh, prior to recording last week's episode um with members of what is it vicarious i always get this confused vicarious vision is the one doing wrestling right or visual concepts visual concepts visual i think concepts. vicarious visions did the saints row games that's right um so what what are virtual concepts right that's what i said 
You said visual, but yeah. Visual concept. I'm already getting confused with the thing <laughs> I just said. Um, damn V developers always throw me for a loop. Um, uh, but developers uh, took place in an AMA last week, and they were kind of asked about w- how they're steering the WWE 2K franchise now that they've committed to taking this year off. Uh, and this is what was said. Uh, Court gameplay is one of the major investments we're making in the next installment. One of six pillars we're focused on uh, disproportionately in development. Uh, we are looking at much-loved previous games like No Mercy and SmackDown Here Comes the Pain, uh, along with the top franchise installments uh, from the 2K series uh, and more modern wrestling games and fighting games to build an all-new philosophical foundation for the game. <laughs> okay. So a lot of buzzwords, a lot of yeah. industry speak. Um, so they, they did say that if you're looking for us to strictly adopt the, like the control scheme from here comes the pain or no mercy, you're probably going to be disappointed, which makes sense. Cause I mean, those are antiquated as well. Yeah. Especially no mercy, which is, it's a three button game for the most part. It's like strong grapple punch and run. Yeah. And those are your three buttons. So it doesn't surprise me that they'd want to get away from those. I mean, SmackDown games were always played with essentially the same controller that we're playing with now Mm -hmm. because they were all you know ps1 ps2 games here comes the pain being a ps2 game uh i guess you could still carry through that control scheme but i honestly don't remember what that control scheme is it's been so long since i've played it i think they've all relatively been the same until recently um no because i think it was up until like smackdown vs raw 2007 was when they kind of like revamped everything and had more of like the dual stick controls and i think that's when they started coming out with like spinning meters and stuff for like submissions so that was kind of the first nexus point of transition um to where we got to with the later 2k games but i guess that's good news i mean we've always talked about look to those older games for inspiration about what people liked about them Uh, and while they're not adapting the control scheme of them Two big things of that were always um, like the different variations in matches you can do. The ladder matches and table matches. And I think No Mercy might have still had like Inferno matches. Um, Smackdown Here Comes the Pain was I think the one where you could climb anything and everything and like jump off of it. So like you could climb up to the roof of the arena and jump off. Like you could climb up to, you know, trucks and the yeah. scaffolding in the back and the Titan Tron obviously and jump off. So if that kind of stuff is cool. And I think both of those games illustrate a blending of the arcade with the simulation. Uh, Because ultimately, I think that's what most people want from their WWE games is to be able to have a realistic interpretation of the in-ring action, but also be able to tell your own stories and create your own matches that you want to, that you basically have that like action figure feel to it. Where yeah. you can make them do a realistic yeah. suplex, but you could also have them jump off of the Titan Tron. Right. Um, so I feel like that's what made those other games really popular. Um, in addition to just like they were the best versions of those franchises on those two systems, the N64 and the PlayStation 2. So I get that they're taking inspiration from there. And that's kind of a slam dunk answer. You just throw those names out there and everyone's going to be like, okay, all right. I like it. That's what we want him to say. Yeah. Um, whether or not that translates to a good game in 2K22, who knows? Um, 
but still exciting stuff. Um, some of the other things, the gameplay team is focused on accessibility, depth, and wrestling experience. For accessibility, we're obsessed with a simple, intuitive interface that has meaning and depth in a wide variety of contexts, i.e. the game is a lot smarter about what the player is trying to do given a gameplay situation in a grapple, on the ropes, against a turnbuckle, etc., with consistent inputs regardless of situation. Um, that's something that does get confusing in the newer games where if you want to do some move where you're setting up a ladder, it's different than a move you'd want to do with setting up a table versus a move that you would do setting someone up in the corner or up against the announcer's table. Like there was always different prompts for very similar like actions that depended on what you were holding to begin with. Well, like, and like, I mean, in our let's play, we like Joe and I got stuck outside of the ring while you mosey on and climb the ladder because yeah. none of us could get inside. Yeah. It was like, Oh, you're next to an opponent. You want to fight them. No. If there's someone on a ladder, it should prioritize me getting them off that ladder. Yeah. Well, or it was, you were trying to get in the ring, but you were also standing next to a ladder on the outside. And it picked up the ladder. Or it was, it thought you, it thought you trying to run into the ring was you trying to run up on the ladder. Right. One or the other. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff will hopefully be good. Um, they said they're looking at ring position, deeper combos, and like working moves, limb damage, match momentum, unlocks, all kinds of different stuff. So, I mean, I guess they're saying the right things. and Whether they go through with it is a different. Yeah, they're looking to where they should be looking to. You're right. Um, but again, it's going to be a year and a half until we find out whether or not all of the good intentions became good games. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. All right, lightning round. Uh, Sony's in a bit of hot water this week uh, for a couple of different reasons. So that we'll start with the first one: um, Sony Europe or PlayStation Sony PlayStation Europe and Australia. I think. Uh, well, Sony PlayStation Europe overseas uh, Australia. Okay, like that's just the corporate structure of it. Um, but they were fined three point five million dollars uh, this week for misleading consumers. Uh, with regards to their refund policies in Australia. So uh, there was a court case, and this fine is the settlement of that court case. Um, it was involving a series of customers who contacted Sony over a game they deemed faulty. They were refused refunds on two reasons. Uh, the first was that the game was purchased digitally and had been purchased and downloaded uh, over 14 days um, by the time they requested the refund, and therefore Sony denied the refund. Uh, ultimately, in the ruling, they said that those two uh, reasons were just pure BS uh, in terms of what <laughs> Australia's like consumer protections are. Right. They're basically like, yeah, that's you just you, like, you just made up those policies. That's not how you know Australia says that people have rights to the things that they purchase. Most honestly, most places have a thirty day refund policy for physical items obviously video games are a different beast especially with the digital nature of them because you could beat a game in you know three days and say hey it was faulty it didn't work i beat the whole game but i want a refund so you know there's a trickiness there to it i know steam i think is a two-week refund period but it's also you can't have played more than like three hours of the game or something like that well, and like uh, Audible has another weird one where you can return anything and get your credit back as long as you haven't listened to more than 90% of the book. Hmm. So if you don't want to finish anything, which I know people who don't, uh, and get free books, then you can do that. There you go. Um, but yeah, ultimately, they, um, the court ruled that consumer 
consumer guarantee rights do not expire uh, after a digital product has been downloaded and certainly do not disappear after 14 days or any other arbitrary date claimed by a game store or developer. Um, that was the statement from Rod Sims, the chairman of the ACCC, uh, which is probably the Australian Consumer uh, Council. Uh, Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. All them C's. Uh, what Sony told these customers was false and does not reflect the consumer guarantee rights afforded to Australian consumers. Uh, Sony Europe's terms of service implied that users did not have a consumer guarantee rights regarding the quality, functionality, completeness, accuracy, or performance of their purchased digital games between October 2017 and May 19. So they're basically saying if you buy a game and you bought it digitally, we don't guarantee that it's going to be good or playable or, or finished, finished uh, or any of these other things. Yeah. Which is, you know, shitty, but also kind of games nowadays is it comes and there usually aren't good finished or playable or I wouldn't say usually, but there are definitely more instances than not of, you know, games being unfinished, games needing huge patches, which like you may not be have the best Internet, so it may not be playable for right away because you have to download a patch and or you have to del- delete half your hard drive to mm-hmm. play a game because it has so many patches yeah so yeah you know it's good for them i guess obviously this will hopefully change things at the very least in australia maybe the world over we don't know i mean i guess probably it would, not <laughs> yeah it would probably require pressure from a u.s court or a u.s based lawsuit um, though they might update the terms for everywhere at the same time rather than just wait to see if they lose again mm-hmm. um, ultimately that'll be their decision i don't think they've commented on it uh, i don't see anything here uh, with regards to that so we'll uh we'll see if anything comes from its state side uh, but i mean 3.5 million australian dollars is not not a huge amount for a company like sony yeah Yeah. granted that's it's probably a lot more u.s i forget the exchange rate right now Uh, although actually it might be even less in the u.s if i feel like australian dollars i think it is worth more so um so yeah they'll uh i guess we'll see we'll see what comes of that Uh, but that's not the only kind of legal i guess gray area Mm -hmm. um, that sony came up with this week lightning round uh, there was also an online issue brought up with regards to the recent Last of Us trailer. So the uh, trailer was played, uh, or it came out recently, and it had a cover of a song in it that uh, I guess Ellie's like playing it on guitar at one point, and then like the song itself carries off through the whole rest of the trailer. Um, and a singer-songwriter whose name is... Uh, Lot Kessner, L-O-T-T-E, um, apparently made a cover of the song 10 years ago and wrote original parts to it, uh, primarily like a part where she hums uh, a part of mm-hmm. the song that isn't in the original, um, and that humming in like the, the tune, the way it was hummed, was carried over into the trailer as well. Yeah, so it's the song True Faith by the band New Order. They were the original Yeah. Um, ones who put the song out uh and then yeah lot kessner uh tweeted at neil Druckmann, the president of naughty dog and naughty dog on twitter mm-hmm. and said hey are you aware that the true faith cover you put in your last of us 2 trailer is a replica of my cover that came out 10 years ago i wrote original parts not in the original song that are copied exactly by whoever covered it i'm heartbroken um 
Yeah, I was looking into this a little bit. It is kind of like a weird gray area with regards to covers of covers. Mm -hmm. um, Because ultimately, like, it's very much the same when you listen to the two back to back. This isn't the same kind of thing we've seen previously where, like, it's just songs or, like, stuff ripped straight from one to the other. Like, I know we had the thing a few months ago where it was like an animation that was copied oh, like so many animation thing. Yeah, yeah frame by frame uh where that one's a little bit that was someone just like straight up lifting work from one to the other um and this one is like it's a new performance of a cover of a cover but it's also not done to make any money technically like they're not selling the song i don't think um although it is i believe on spotify so maybe they are um but there's really there's no kind of like legal standing here. It's just kind of like a dick move. Did you see the like uh, similar story where um, Jonathan Colton, who is the guy who wrote the Portal yeah. song, um, had a cover of Baby Got Back mm-hmm. and uh, Glee, the TV show, yeah. like took that cover and played it verbatim. And uh, so he tried to contact Fox and Fox was like, you can fight this, but there's nothing you're going to get from it. Yeah. Like, we, we talked to Baby Got Back, and they don't care. Like, or, you know, the their, whoever the record holder is for that. Yeah, he said, um, this is also part of that same article, because obviously, you know, video game guy, you know, guy who wrote something right. for video game. Um, he said that Fox got in touch with my peeps to basically say that they're within their legal rights to do this. Uh, it seems that because of the compulsory license I purchased when I made the cover of the song, the arrangement itself is not protected under copyright, although it is the darkest of gray of the gray areas. Uh, while there may be some weird offshoot of the law, it doesn't seem like something where a little guy could sue to get any satisfaction. Um, so that was Jonathan Colton's response uh, when being interviewed by Wired in 2013 yeah, about, uh, about the yeah. same kind of situation. To where, yes, they took his arrangement, but because they didn't just play his song, they sang the song with his arrangement with the characters from the show. It's technically a whole new thing. Right. They did a cover of a cover. Yeah. So I think probably in this instance, they got the rights to the original to be able to make a cover version for the trailer. And therefore, like they can just put whatever arrangement they want. And unfortunately, it seems like they lifted this arrangement from somebody else. Right. They they also did a cover of a cover. Correct. Uh, or really, they did they did their own cover with someone else's like arrangement. So it's still, you know, it's not like it's not like new verses were added. It was just the humming section or the way in which like a particular verse or chorus was sang. But it's not like. You know, it's not like a, a remix where you added three whole new verses and it's different. Right. It's just a, it's an arrangement issue, which does, I mean, it sucks for this lot cat center person. She's probably getting more press now than, I mean, I've never heard of her before, so. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that album is from 2011. So from nine years ago. Um, so I, I'm sure a lot more people are looking at it now because they probably saw this. Kind of sucks or a shitty thing for them to do um, from the, like the Last of Us standpoint. Although I don't know if it was some trailer house that they sent footage to that cut this and put the song on it, or if it was something done in house. I don't know how I'm this sure trailer this was created. Yeah, someone else. Yeah, uh, this could also be a situation like the 
you know, the Sony celebration video where they hired a guy to cut a trailer and he was like, yep, I got you. Look, here's this, you know, I'll do my own version of this and we'll have Ellie sing it or whatever in the game. And nobody, nobody knew that like, it could just be one bad actor essentially causing this discrepancy and Druckmann or Naughty Dog or whoever was in charge of this just believed them in that they were acting in good faith when really they just kind of lifted this other thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ultimately, I guess it kind of sucks. Maybe it is. A, there's no such thing as bad publicity kind of thing for Lot Kessner. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, there's no way she's going to sue like or even get anything out of it. So uh, the fact that we're talking about it is probably the best case scenario Yeah. for her. I mean, um, it would be nice that if Naughty Dog gave her some sort of cut, but like they're not making money off a trailer, you know? Yeah, I mean, unless if it is on Spotify, then they're getting some money from it. If they've got ads on the YouTube video for the trailer, then they would be getting some money for it. But how much do you say is the money from the song versus the people just wanting to watch the trailer? Like, at what what percentage does right? The they'd song have to give gain? her money in good faith just to be like, yeah. hey, sorry, yeah, which they're not gonna do. No, I mean, not necessarily. This could be something that just gets settled real quick because. I mean, it's not like this person is like also super famous, at least as far as I know. Like you've obviously said you've yeah, never, heard never heard of her, her either. Um, the fact that she's doing a cover album probably did. Well, it was just a, it, was, it wasn't a cover album. I don't think it was just a cover on. An oh, album. I thought the whole album was a cover album, but um, I didn't look that hard. Yeah, so I can understand being super sad about it. I mean, she does say that she's heartbroken, which I get. I mean, nobody likes to have their hard work lifted in any way mm-hmm. let alone one that seems as direct as this is yeah. so but from that standpoint it kind of sucks but it seems like there's not really much that she can do about it unfortunately go check out her spotify i guess yeah. <laughs> do the, do her that favor if you care enough yeah exactly uh all right lightning round still talking last of us actually uh not related to the last of us two however uh but the last of us tv show which is in the works at hbo mm-hmm. um we got some confirmation of who the director will be for at least the first episode uh, of the HBO series. Um, so the HBO series is being written by um, the creator of Chernobyl, which I have not seen, but I hear nothing but fantastic things. Yeah, I think I got nominated for... Um, A whole mess of Emmys. Yeah. Uh, it also won some Emmys. Um, the show itself is being... Um, created, executive produced, and written by Craig Mazin, who um, created Chernobyl. Uh, He's working with Neil Druckmann, who mentioned is the president of Naughty Dog. Um, And in discussing that uh, on Discussing Film, uh, Mazin said that Johan Renk, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, but he won an Emmy for directing all five episodes of Chernobyl, uh, confirmed that he is on board to executive produce and direct at least the pilot episode. So seems this is moving along at a good clip, a much better clip than Naughty Dog's other franchise that's being filmed in Uncharted. This one or seems like it's, being filmed. you know, full steam ahead. Uh, with with the creativity of it so again having not seen chernobyl i can't speak to specifics about this person's directing style or anything like that i think it was probably a rumor given the creator of it yeah because i'm looking over his other film stuff and i was like oh yeah he doesn't have a good pedigree other than chernobyl (laughs) 
The uh, the creator or the director? Uh, Craig Mazin. Uh, oh. He directed and wrote the scary movie three and four. Hmm. Uh, superhero movie, Hangover Part Two, uh, Hangover Part Three, uh, Huntsman, Winter's War. So he's... Oh, it's because he's doing the Borderlands game. Or a movie as well. Yes. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, the other guy who did this directing, a lot of music videos, not surprising. That's usually how a lot of directors get their start. Uh, he did three episodes of Breaking Bad, uh, three episodes of Vikings, uh, an episode of Bates Motel. All of those are, you know, obviously Breaking, Breaking Bad is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard great things about Vikings. I heard really good things about Bates Motel. Uh, there's a miniseries called The Last Panthers. I don't know what that is, but he did all six episodes of that. Um, some David Bowie stuff. And then obviously the biggest thing that he would have directed would have been the five episodes of uh, Chernobyl. So um, he will be directing at least the pilot episode of Last of Us. Um, and so it seems like that, you know, that pedigree from Chernobyl making its way over to this video game adaptation should lead to good things, given everything that I've I've heard and read about, you know, Chernobyl's performance, both as a show and obviously the awards were won for directing. So Yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Should be pretty exciting. Um, obviously not really much to say on that, but, you know, news is news and seems to be a good thing. So Yeah, progression's always positive there you go speaking of progression lightning round um we obviously you just mentioned the borderlands movie Mm -hmm. uh, but we got some casting confirmed uh tail end of last week we just missed it for last week's episode uh but we have a major actor slash actress uh available for the borderlands movie so uh it got officially announced it was rumored before but uh kate blanchett is going to star in uh the borderlands movie that is written or directed or both by Eli Roth. Um, directed. She, it's being written by oh, yeah, it's, Malzin. It's being written by Craig person. Mason, yeah. yep. um, she's going to play... Uh, crap, what's the character's name? Lilith? Lilith, that's right. Um, who's like the phaser girl. One of only six female sirens in the Borderlands universe. Incredibly powerful, tattooed superhumans drawn to the lawless world of Pandora. That's what I've got here. Uh, it fits, I guess. I mean, I don't really know much about Kate Planchette. I, I like know the movies she's been in, but like, she's not someone who sticks out as for a specific thing for me. Well, um, she was uh, Galadriel in Lord of the Rings movies. She was I mean, Hela in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, those are just two nerdy pop culture. Yeah, that's true. I guess things, but like again, I don't think of her as those. Like she plays characters you know or she doesn't often play non-character stuff yeah i feel like i've seen her as a queen in something or some kind of you know historical i feel like i've seen a couple of those let me see what is she known for according to imdb Uh, carol the aviator blue jasmine elizabeth uh and i'm not there okay yeah ocean she was in oceans eight um, it's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say it was whatever. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Blue Jasmine. Uh, oh, she was in one of the Robin Hoods. I think it was the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. Uh, the movie Hannah. Oh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. She was the. Uh, it's also not saying much. The bad guy in that one. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not there. Was the um, 
Was that Joaquin Phoenix? The Bob Dylan one. Oh. No, that was the one where everyone played Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Um, so she played one of the Bob Dylans. But yeah, the Aviator, a bunch of stuff. So that's that's cool. That's a high that's a high pedigree. She fits the look for Lilith, so that's cool. Um, and she's fairly more serious, and Lilith is probably the only like main serious character of the Borderlands games. Well, I guess Mordecai is also kind of serious, but... Um, that's fine. I, I'm glad that more named actors and actresses mm-hmm. are doing video game movies because that means that they're now seeing them as a viable piece of work as opposed to garbage that nobody's going to pay money on or see or care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know how this movie's going to fare. I guess Eli Roth is kind of a good choice for it. Um, like I think we spoke on that before, just the mm-hmm. fact that he kind of has the gross humor stuff down well. Mm-hmm. Um, probably have to be reined in a little bit from where he normally is. Like I, I would assume this is probably shooting for a PG thirteen because it's video gamey, though it should be R, R. Yeah, because it's an M rated game. But, but like, it's a very M rated game. Yeah. Like I think this is gonna be like Deadpool, where like it's it's funny and also extremely gory, but like funny in the fact that it's extremely gory. Mm-hmm. Um. And that, that would work well with what Borderlands is. I mean, like, Borderlands has heads and limbs and stuff exploding and guts all over the place. And, you know, you poke fun at it because it's cel-shaded. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the fact that she's on board sounds like a good thing. Yeah. She seems to have some level of care in the roles that she chooses. Yeah. I mean, she seems to be a little bit more of a genre actor, but that's fine. Like, yeah. I think at, at this point, you'd probably rather have a genre actor b- playing in a genre movie than someone who is, like, imagine, like, Tom Hanks being cast in this or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who he'd play, but my point is that. Claptrap. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks is Claptrap. Yeah. <laughs> I only said that because it's one of the two characters that I know. It's Brick, that and, the big and Moxie. Bulk dude. <laughs> he could play Moxie. It's a. It's. Gender swaps, sure, sure. Mad Moxie, Tom Hanks, done. No, put it in. Please don't do that. I'm gonna call Joe. He's gonna say it, and he's gonna put it out in the world. Joe, don't ever say that. <laughs> it's gonna um, be fine. I I still don't know what to think about this. It's it's a very unique game in its tone. I think so. To make it into a movie would be a very difficult thing. But now that we have a little bit more clout behind it, um, I want to know more actors and actresses that are being signed on mm-hmm. um, to get my interest gauged more. Um, this doesn't really say much excitement for me. I mean, like, yes, that's cool, but she's not somebody I exactly follow. So I don't really mind, but I don't really care. (laughs) It's not a negative thing, but it's also not a super positive. Yeah. You're not like, oh my God, this is a must see now because I love Cate Blanchett and all the movies that she makes. But it's one of those where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't hate most of the movies that she makes. And she's... You know, she's got a name to her, so they're clearly it means the studio's taking it seriously. Right, right. That's it means what I mean, yeah. That there's like some level of like this isn't like this isn't an Uva Bowl movie. Right. Uh, which it easily could have devolved into. Like Eli Roth has definitely made some, you know, lesser things. Yeah. I mean, where he's it's just kind of a polarizing dude. So. Yeah. Where it's like he could be given the reins to a major studio thing, but then he could also make some smaller thing that is quirky in his own brand of weirdness. Mm-hmm. And this seems like it'll be hopefully a good mix because they want to put some name behind it. Yeah. So good stuff. 
Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, uh, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Um, so let us know if you're excited for Kingdoms of Amalur, re-reckoning what you think the next Halo game is. Um, what other, what do you want to see in the new WWE 2K taken from those, uh, inspiration games that they have? Uh, where do you stand in the Last of Us 2, uh, song cover controversy? Uh, or did you like Chernobyl and therefore super excited now for the Last of Us movie? What do you think about Kate Blanchett? Uh, in Borderlands, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Keep washing your hands.